I think that he's admired because he, you know, a lot of people do everything by the book. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You cut to the basket, you know, you take one left, plant foot, go to the right. Everything with him is technical, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what's just cool is that he reads, he reads like, he taught me how to read players, like what, like what, like pick up guys' tendencies right away. And once you pick up a guy's tendency, it's, it's hard for someone to get, get away from that. And if someone picks up your tendency, obviously, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, get into your group. Mm-hmm. So he taught me that aspect that no one, no one has taught me. And I mean, now I see it and it helped me throughout my career. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, as soon as I see tape with somebody, I can break them down within 10 minutes. And that helped me out in my career. That helped extend my career, you know, overseas and stuff like that. That was Marcus Dalpin of the Community College of Rhode Island. We spoke about his time as a teammate of Kobe Bryant, him returning back to America after several years in Europe and Asia, the trials and tribulations attached to being an assistant coach, and him as a former professional reaching the next generation of players. I'm Mark Williams. This is the Assistance Podcast, and this is Marcus Dalpin. Good afternoon, Marcus. How are you? I'm good, Mark. What's up, man? Long time no see, no hear, no nothing. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I didn't. I didn't know where you were. I didn't know if you was flying over here, flying over here, flying over there. I didn't know where you were. Hey, with everything that's going on right now, bro, ain't too many people flying. I'm, I'm staying grounded. Yeah, you grounded. But being that you're grounded, I have a couple of questions for you as far as our podcasting concerned. Because I just found out you're an assistant coach now, man. I got you. So being that you, this is your first year as an assistant, um, but probably like you mentioned, you were a player. Actually, you were the 54th pick in the 2004 draft, correct? That is correct, man. Yeah, with, Lakers, with, with the Lakers. So tell me how was that training camp? Because I think that's the year that they lost to the Celtics to the Celtics in the, in the finals is that correct that is correct that's the year when they made that big trade that's when uh, Shaq and all those guys after Shaq went to Miami right and uh, we got like Hello and we got all those guys we got Karan Butler all Butler. those guys yeah. how, how was that and, training uh, camp that's when that's when we left oh it was um Honestly, it wasn't that bad. It was it was a little bit laid back just because it was all so many new parts. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because you got to figure, they had like, what, like four guys came over from the Lakers. Right. I mean, from Miami. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? For that big trade. And then, on top of that, we got, we got a new coach. That's, we got Rudy. That's where Rudy came in. Uh-huh. Rudy Tomjanovic is still left. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was cool. I mean, there's a lot of learning. Um, not as much as not 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 the conditioning wasn't crazy obviously because training for that but i mean as far as the learning the, the, the taking all the knowledge in and, and, and getting it right away that was, was hard that's that i'm not gonna lie that's what was hard you had to study a playbook every single night mm-hmm. you know and it was i mean we had 30 different schemes you know what i mean there's it a lot of reads so that that's what that was that was, was hard to transition because i mean in college you, you, you got 10 plays yeah nba you know it's, it's 25, 30 plays. Uh, well, well, that year, and I'm going to say this, and I say this with the deepest uh, sympathy, um, that year you didn't need too many plays because you had uh, 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 Kobe Bryant, RIP, um, and he was just on a different level at that time. 
Uh, real fast for our listeners, can you just touch upon working with him and being around him for that 2004 season? Well, my first, my first, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But my first impression was him was I got drafted. They they put me out there. I was a free sign a contract, and Kobe uh, flew me and uh, Tasha out to Vegas for 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 a night. You know what I mean? Celebrate you Laker now. You know what I mean? Basically welcomed me into the family, which was amazing. You know what I mean? I mean, that was that was that was everything. You know, a kid coming out of college, that's everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, I went up there and I had a flight to go back home, obviously, um, to come back out, to obviously move in and stuff like that. But I, I was I was I seen Kobe and Jim working, and I'm like, there's no way. And then I was like, you know, what? I extended my stay for another week, and I went through a couple workouts with him. And, and just because, you know, I'm trying to get a head start. Mm-hmm. And his workout was like this. I thought I was in shape. It's a whole different type of shape um, for Kobe. You know what I mean? We ran sand hills for an hour in the morning at 5 in the morning. We ran sand hills with chains on. And we did all that. I mean, before we even got to the court, I was dead. Now, that's funny because... You know what I mean? And then you got to think. I'm sorry. No, that, that, that. no, and I say that's funny, and I'm again, we all see the mama mentality and stuff like that. But you actually went through stuff with him in the, in, the, in the training camp, and it was obviously different than you've ever done before. Is that is that the reason why he's so admired to this day? I think that he's admired because he, you know, a lot of people do everything by the book. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? cut to the basket, you know, you take one left, plant foot, go to the right. Everything with him is technical, you know what I mean? What's just cool is that he reads, he reads like, he taught me how to read players, like what, like what, like pick up guys' tendencies right away. And once you pick up a guy's tendencies, it's, it's hard for someone to get, get away from that. And if someone picks up your tendency, obviously, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, get into your group. Mm-hmm. So he taught me that aspect that no one, no one has taught me. And I mean, now I see it and it helped me throughout my career. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like as soon as I see tape with somebody, I can break them down within 10 minutes. And that helped me out in my career. That helped extend my career, you know, overseas and stuff like that. Which leads me to my next question. Um, being that you just finished what your 16th 17th year of uh professional whether in europe asia and um the philippines how has it been how's the transition been back to america as far as being an assistant coach it's hard it's hard the um the hard part about it is that you've been out of, I'm, I, I, I was out of the loop you gotta understand, there's people here in the States who's grinding, 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 mm-hmm. talking to people, you know, trying to get, trying to get a position to be a coach. I mean, like, I mean, you know how it is coming up with a kid when you're talented on the court, you kind of get, you kind of get whatever you kind of want. You know what I mean? Right. But as, but as being a coach, it's, it's, a, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you gotta be able to talk to people, you gotta be able to network, you gotta be able to put yourself out there, and you gotta know what you're talking about. You, got, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, so that, that's, that's. That's the hard part. Just, just, just letting people know. Just like you, you didn't even know I was back. Right. No. Just letting people know you're back. You know what I mean? Because it's not like you're overseas. Overseas, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this seven, eight month bid. Then I'm gonna come back, enjoy my family for the summer. Then I'm gonna go back overseas. Mm-hmm. Now here, no. Every single day is a grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and obviously some people are not 
I mean, players are not as talented as I'm used to playing against. So it's hard to, you know, it's not hard, but it just takes more time teaching guys mm-hmm. that's not as talented as I was as a player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was my next that's point. A, that's a major challenge. I, that was my next point because I speak to a lot of people that played in your era on the big, the old Big East, and they have a hard time transitioning from now working with players as trainers that's not necessarily on that level. Did you find or do you find that working at uh, Rhode Island College has been a big-time transition um, as far as um, getting your message across and instilling to the kids what it takes to be a top-notch player? It is very hard because, you know what, you got to understand that the level that I was coaching at, all those guys were, you know, they were they were, they were were top high school players in, in the state of Rhode Island. But mm-hmm. you got to understand, when you got that, well, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's, basketball is, is worldwide, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, you might have been good in high school, you might have been known in high school, but now you're on a broader band, you know what I mean? And explaining that to them was difficult because, you know, they they got to take, take a step back. And what I had to do was, they were like, oh, yeah, I can go to Division One. I can play at Providence. So I said, you know what? How about this? We, one day we, we, we didn't go to practice. We brought all the guys to practice on PC. And then they see the difference between them and and, 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 and Division One athletes. I mean, those, their body, their workout, you know what I mean? Their work ethic, you know what I mean? They, they, didn't, they didn't leave the gym. And I'm like, if you guys want to get to that level, if you guys think you're at that level, well, you know what I mean? Well, why are you not here now? You know what I mean? So it was kind of an opening that they needed to see to kind of bring them back down to cloud nine. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. have a cloud nine. I'm trying to bring them back down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The ground level. You know what I mean? Because you got to bring a kid down before you can build them up. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Did you find that being um, bringing them down was probably the hardest thing because they really think that they're really good? Um, It was hard to bring them down by letting them know they were as good as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. That's the, that's what That was hard because, you know, I think they, how are you going to tell a kid who was averaging 20 in high school um, and who was always, you know, one of the best kids in the state? And how can you tell that kid that, you know, how to get to another level? Because you think a 20 is good enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that kid who's averaging 20 is now in Juco and he's averaging seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and they never really worked on a game. It was just, they were a little more talented than everybody naturally, but they don't really know how to work. They didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that. Teaching that, teaching that was, that, that's a crime. Because you get three or four kids in the gym that want to work, and then you get three or four kids who think they're too good to work. And then when they start seeing that the kids who want to work get better, now they believe in you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now they want to join. Now they want to join the workouts. And now, you know what I mean? Now they want to see you put the work in. So. I got you. Now, is that one of your main duties as an assistant coach as far as um, play development with the players and just working with them physically as well as the mental component? Um. Yeah, I mean, my, my I mean, I'm, I do that because I want to see the players get better. Mm. If the players get better, your team get better. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can scout a team, you can break a team down as much as you can, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you want your kids to get better so they can go on and, you know, go on and progress and, you know, get a get a scholarship, a good scholarship, and, you know what I mean? Just right. really be able to, you know what I mean, bring their potential out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I do. You know, on the you know on the side because I want to see the kids grow. I don't want kids to be you know coming back, play two years of school, and then come back and next you know they trying to find a job. But this is really what you want. Make this your job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Now, did you find that being that you, you came back after 15, 16 years of overseas that the landscape of coaching has changed where you have coaches now have learned via books as opposed to on the court? Is that something that as a former player, NBA player, and overseas professional that that irks you a little bit to a certain extent? Definitely. Honestly, being a player and transitioning and being a coach is, is, is easier. You, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't get certain things out of a book. You can't get certain things out of a coaching clinic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're not in a dogfight, you can't, you can't really, you can't read players. Everything is by the book. Everything is, you know, X's and O's. And, and you know how it is. Basketball is not all X's and O's. You know what I mean? You got to be able to break other things down. So I think that you know, for me being coached by, I mean, I've been coached by NBA guys. I've been coached by, you know, the smartest Serbian coaches. I've been coached by, you know, a lot of guys. And, you know, half of them was players. Half of them was, 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 um, was you know, just both smart coaches who learned how, you know, who came up in the game, what they're doing now. But at the end of the day, I know both aspects. So I can relate to either or. I can relate to a coach who never played, and I can relate to, and I can relate to the players who, you know what I mean, who's like, listen, the coach won't let me go. And I can see that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, just mm-hmm. from being a player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I got you. And I think that's definitely changed the landscape because there's a lot of people getting into it that's more so um, from the technical aspect as opposed to those that are actually on the, in, in the battlegrounds. Not to diminish what they're doing, but I think that's very important to, to, to note. Um, do you foresee that changing in the future? I hope so. I think, I think, I hope so because I think a lot of kids from these watching, a lot of kids get held back because coaches, I mean, like coaches who haven't really came up in the game don't know how to let guys go. You, you know what I mean? They don't know when to, when to take the, what they say, they, they take the saddle off the horse and just let it go free. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that's something you can't teach. You can't teach that at a, co- at a coach clinic. You, you can't put that a scheme in. You know what I mean? Right. That's something that you got to know from within. That, that's more of a feel, you know, from experience. Yeah, that's more of a feel. So that, right? So that's something that you can't teach. Got you. Now, no matter how many clinics you go to. Now, what's next as far as you're concerned? I know that you, like, like I said, you're a professional and you've been overseas for umpteen years. I'm sure that your goals aren't necessarily where they to coach on at in Rhode Island. Nothing against Rhode Island College. But um, do you have aspirations of moving up the the, 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 the chain, the ladder? Well, I mean, the, I mean, first I had to get it in my head that this is what I wanted to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So this year, first year coaching was more of a, can I really do it? Is it a really, is it a grind? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people can't do, can't, can't do it. I mean, being a player, being a coach, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I, mean, I get a lot out of it. But yeah. Definitely trying to move up, but you know, with everything that's going on right now, <laughs> that's even it's hard. Politics is you know, it's hard because right now you're not, you're not, you're not the best player, you're not the most talented player, not, right? Like, you gotta move, you know what I mean? And you got other guys that were ball boys who came up in the system, but now they coach it, you know what I mean? Right, I understand. Like, now you're battling with them and you're battling with yeah i'm I'm lucky enough not to be on that grind because i see the grind and with you know knowing a lot of assistant coaches that you guys really go through a lot of bs 
to get to the next level and I think that you guys don't get to do that is given to that's needed for you guys to really be appreciated across the board um do, do you find that assistant coaches are too much in, in the shadows and they get pigeonholed as far as doing certain things i.e recruiters i.e someone that can uh seal the deal you know what, what's your take on the stereotypes that's attached to being an assistant coach Honestly, you got to look at it like this. Assistant coach is someone who has to recruit, right? Mm-hmm. You got to boss answer. You, you got to bring people in. You got to be productive. And another thing too is you're not getting credit. The only person you get credit from is your boss. You're not getting credit from the school. You're not getting credit from other people. It's your boss. And the only way you get credit from your boss because you make sure he keeps the job. Mm-hmm. Because once he's gone, once he gets fired, you get fired. Right. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you get, I mean, yeah, it's good to be a, let's go on, to be a sense of but at the end of the day, the head coach get all the accolades, but then again, the head coach take all the heat too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So being a assistant, you just gotta be able to get your foot in the door and you gotta hit the ground running. Got you. Well, I want to take this opportunity and say, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys. I'm sure that many others, guys, other, others appreciate you guys as assistant coaches because without you guys, programs wouldn't be where they are. Um, do you think that the future is looking good for assistant coaches moving forward, particularly with all the regulations and rules and all that good stuff that's coming down the pipe as far as assistant coaches is concerned? Well, I mean, it is. I, I think... I think... I think now the assistant coach is getting more appreciated um, mm-hmm. just because the fact that they, they do a lot of legwork. I mean, you, you don't get, I, I don't think that the, the, the work that you put in, because you understand, coaching is a 24-hour job. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like a 9 to 5 where you go in, you clock in, and at 5 o'clock you clock out. No, you're done. As an assistant coach, it never stops. you got to make phone calls. you got to find players. you got to make, you got to keep players happy. You got to keep them in your system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Some players don't want to go. You got to keep them academic and eligible to make sure that, you know what I mean, that they can even get to the court once you get them to the school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so many things, that, so many things that come along with being an assistant coach. And then at the same time, now you got to get on the road. Yeah. You know, your coach like, oh, I, I heard this kid is in Montana. Mm-hmm. All right. Next thing you know, you think you're coming home and then you find in Montana to see this kid. Right. Oh, I got a kid in Florida. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You got to keep it going and you only got a certain amount of time. And right. then you gotta prove to your boss that this this is the guy that you know what I mean we should give a two three hundred thousand dollars scholarship to you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, so I, it's, 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 it's twenty four hour job, man. <laughs> well, we 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 on this side appreciate you guys for all the hard work and dedication you guys are putting forth from helping the programs and obviously more importantly helping the young men and women. You know that's that's on your teams because they definitely need somebody to touch yourself who's been there done that and did 16 17 years on the highest level so i appreciate you guys oh definitely definitely we appreciate me man listen the heart at the end of the day you gotta love this you can't it's not it's not it's not for the it's not for the the money it's something that you just gotta kind of genuinely love you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it, it still keeps me attached to the game you know what i mean right so i which is you know that's the hardest part I hate I hate to throw this out there, but any uh, big time school looking for somebody to work with their their bigs, holler at my man Marcus. Please do, please do. <laughs> Trust me, Trust me. You'll thank me in the long run. Trust me, because we're gonna bring the big man back. Don't bring a donor. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't bring in the actor school. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't do that. What, don't do your, that. We got too many actors as it is. What's, what's your quote? That's <laughs> 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 it. That's it. Well, back in my day, you know what I mean? Guys, guys go to the weight room, work on a game. Now, it's, it's, instead of going to the weight room, they go to the acting class. That's you know what it. I mean? They got to get their act right so they can get calls from the rest. That's it. Or, or, or they go to the IG, the IG page and say that they're working hard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you want to get a sweat going, do a couple sit-ups and push-ups, and you know, to take pictures, and you know what I mean. But hey, well, well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, Dan, no problem, no problem, man. Thank All you. Right. All right, later. Talk to you later. All right.